Good morning, South Florida. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday to you. Yes, we are doing it again. You know how Community Matters goes down. We talk about initiatives, resources, everything that can help you. And I want you to head over to 99gemsmiami.com and check out all the previous episodes of Community Matters. Um, where we've discussed so many different things that can help you and your family, friends, coworkers, whatever that can, you know, we give out this information so that you can use it and the resources that we give out. So make sure you head over to 99jamsmiami.com to check out the previous episodes that we have. And this morning, we are here representing the 100 Black Men of America, Inc. We have the president of the Fort Lauderdale chapter, Mr. Quentin Morgan. Good morning, Quentin. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's uh, great to be with you this morning. Awesome. And how are you feeling on this Sunday morning? Blessed. Blessed. Yes. Highly favored. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma God is good. Yes, he is all the time. <laughs> So Quentin, I just wanna give you a high five because in order to become the president of an organization, that means that you have to be involved, involved. You can't just be half involvement, right? <laughs> so for you being the president of the Fort Lauderdale chapter of the 100 Black Men of America, first of all, let's start with a high five to you, high five to you for the work that you're doing. So can you briefly tell us what exactly is the 100 Black Men of America Inc? Well, 100 Black Men is an organization that was established uh, to fill a need in the Black community to address some of the shortcomings that our young Black men face uh, growing up in America. Uh, we, we address those needs in a variety of ways. The primary way is mentoring, and our mentoring is done through a variety of, of forms. Okay, so well, within the conversation, we're going to break that down and talk about the programs and resources that the 100 Black Men um, offers. And with you being the president of the Fort Lauderdale chapter, that means obviously that there's chapters, Dade, everywhere. I think I even went to a 100 Black Men um, event years ago. It was like a big gala or something. And it was just, the energy in there was so dope. Like the the, the Black men in there are just like, so distinguished and represent like a brotherhood that me being a woman I felt it like I was like yo this is amazing so um again high five to you guys so how did you get involved with the 100 black men well as a as a black man I felt the need to give back to the community uh particularly the young black men um knowing what they go through on a daily basis uh, going through school, going th through the neighborhoods that they live in, uh, it, it's a tough ask for these young men to do it by themselves, which some of them have to do that sometimes. So our organization provides role models for these young Black men. And part of our mo model and mission is to give these young men uh, uh, access to things that they may not see on a daily basis. Our, our model is what they see is what they will be. So we try to provide them with access to men in our organization who come from a variety of backgrounds so that they can see that anything's possible for them. 
are the are the people who are being mentored by the hundred black men of America are they do they only come from single family homes with just a mom or do some of them have a father at the home but even sometimes the father needs support on raising their son absolutely our our families come in all shapes and sizes we have uh, kids who have uh, the the traditional nuclear family with the mother and father. We have kids who come from ex with extended family with grandparents and aunts and so forth. And obviously, we have some that are come from single family backgrounds. So, we 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 service a variety of kids and family situations. Kids from a variety of situations from their personal standpoint. Some kids are 4.0 students. Some kids you know, are struggling a little bit more in their education. So we bring all these kids together because their needs will be the same because um, society sees them the same way, no matter if they make straight A's or if they're not making straight A's. And there's a song exactly. out there like that. I won't say what that is. On yeah, we already know. <laughs> we already know. Um, How does a child like our parent even get involved with 100 Black men if they have a son, nephew, whatever that should get involved? What is the process like? We we have an uh, intake process that's an ongoing intake process, so there's no deadline for intake. Um, we take kids throughout the year. Our program, our mentoring program runs concurrent with the school program or the school's calendar so that in the summers we're off and and taking a break because we're a hundred percent volunteer organization so we need uh, to recharge those batteries like the kids do yes. and then we come back in the fall to start our leadership academy and we go to about december and then we take a, a winter break and then we come back in january for the spring term so we have a rolling uh, intake process, kids, uh, our, our intake process has traditionally been by word of mouth, um, but we do have activities such as what we're doing this morning, uh, spreading the word about our mentoring program. So what are the ages of, like, what are the qualifications to be eligible to join the 100 Black men as, uh, as a child, I mean, like wanting to get mentored? Great question. We we take kids from the age or from the grade of six through twelve. Um, so those important years. Exactly. Exactly. So we we mentor those young men, and the only criteria is that we have uh, parental involvement as far as taking and picking up the kids from our mentoring location, which. We mentor the kids at Nova South Eastern University uh, in Davie, and okay. we do that purposefully to give these young men, you know, access to what a college environment is, so they see that you know this is somewhere I can see myself one day on a college campus and and learning, and this is what a college classroom actually looks like because we meet in the in the actual classroom at Nova Southeastern. So it's a process that we we really enjoy. We have a great time with the kids. So it's not Saturday school. We don't teach, you know, the three R's, so to speak. We mm -hmm. teach life, life skills. Mm -hmm. When when the mentoring is going on, is it a group setting or does each member of the 100 Black men 
get one child that they're mentoring or a set of brothers? Like how do, how do you guys do the mentoring? And that's another great question. We do group mentoring. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if a brother and a young man have a uh, hit off a, a singular relationship, we obviously uh, reach out to the young man during the week to make sure they're doing great and, and continuing to grow in their uh, weekly activities at school. But traditionally, we do a group mentoring standpoint where we teach them the different leadership skills and, and being involved in the different activities that we do. Our program coming up this fall, we're gonna start off in our education program. Um, and some of the topics that we talk about during that is how to navigate a teacher-parent conference. When, when I said earlier that we asked that for parental involvement, that's a parental session with the kids. So we may break up the parents with from the kids and have the parents come in and we tell them this is you know how you have a successful parental conference with your child's school. In the past, we've had the superintendents uh, come in whether it was Nodder or Runcy or what have you to come in and, and break down how the school system works um, so that they can get an idea of why some of the things are happening in their schools. You know, um, wait, but, not to stop you there, but I wanted, I have never thought about maybe a parent being guided of what should and shouldn't happen at a teacher parent conference. Like what are some of the things that parents do I mean, off the top of your head, maybe that mm -hmm. parents might do that are wrong when they go to a parent teacher, what, how they approach them, how they're dressed or like, what are some of the things that you guys guide them through? Absolutely. Those things that you just mentioned are. <laughs> Don't wear a bonnet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and it goes, it goes deeper than the, you know, the traditional stereotypical things you hear about yeah. when you hear about some of the things that happen which I won't go into because um, mm -hmm. that's usually not the case for most parents. You get the outliers that that does happen. But, you know, it, it's it's an emotional process when you're dealing with your kids. So no matter what they're going through, it's an emotional process. So we try to harness that emotion to get to what the goal is of the conference. So if it's just a regular conference where you're just trying to find out about your kid and how they're doing in class, you know, we try to get them to focus on the correct questions to ask. Because mm. as you know, when you go into certain meetings, you know, you get the runaround or you get the stock answer. Mm -hmm. So we want to get behind that to figure out what the truth is and how is my son or daughter really doing. That is such, I never thought of that. And I think that's amazing that you guys offer that. So that that's really, I never thought about, you know, guiding parents on how to have a successful parent-teacher conference. And so you were going on, so you were saying the parent-teacher conference is one of the things that you do. And then what else were you saying? Because I interrupted you and I apologize. Yeah, no problem. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, this fall with them is, you know, the historical significance of HBCUs. You know, some of these kids, you know, they're 12, 13 years old. They have no idea because they haven't been taught. So we have to teach them why these schools exist, you know, why they were significant 
and why they remain significant for them. And, and we have some of our uh, mentees who have graduated from high school attending HBCUs right now. So part of that process is we bring them back and they teach the young men what well, this is what college is really like. They, you know, they they give us our props, say what these guys are telling you right now came to life in when I got to my first year. <laughs> you know, spending money and saving money and doing things, you know, these guys know what they're talking about. So we get a lot of buy-in to our program from our um from our collegiate 100 members. So we really do you know, try to teach these guys things that they won't learn anywhere else. Um, so that's part of our mentoring process that we make sure that we give them the little nuggets that we learned along the way. I think, we, you know, in the times that we're in with so many distractions for young Black men um, growing up, I mean, from social media to the music to school to gangs to just everything we can throw their direction is being thrown at them. How do you guys navigate through that? Because they can, you know, they're going to meetings with you to get mentored, but then they have to go back to their same home, their same. How do you keep them uplifted, focused on just keep your eye on the prize at the end of this tunnel and don't get sidetracked by all these distractions? Well, we, we as they say, we keep it a buck with them. So mm -hmm. we, we tell them the real deal. Um, we also bring in, uh, guest speakers like, uh, Dr. Delvina Thomas, who, uh, hey, go doc. <laughs> who, who comes in and, and brings the real with the professional backing to, to those anecdotes that she, she brought to our uh, session, uh, last, last spring. So we have different people such as her come in and speak to these young men. We have, like I said earlier, we have our mentors who all come from different backgrounds professionally to, you know, give them, you know, our path. Um, Cause we all been there with where, mm -hmm. where are they from? So some of us grew up in single parent homes. Some of us have, you know, not made great grades, but we still made it. And this is, you know, how we made it so that they can see, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. They're not there by themselves. So, you know, we we wrap around these kids, you know, the love that they need, the support that they need and having men in the community showing love to these young men that they might not say it to us because, you know, men sometimes don't express that emotion that way. Yeah, we can see it in their face. And you, you said something a minute ago about how the people who have already graduated high school and gone to an HBCU are college students, they come back. How important do you feel like that is, like to for them to come back where they started? Absolutely. The organization, I should say, where they got mentored through and all of that. Absolutely. You know, those are some of our best uh points in the sessions because you can see especially the the kids that are juniors sophomore seniors in high school that are going to be there in the next year or two they they perk up a little bit and like okay this is you know I, I used to sit next to this guy in the sessions two years ago and now he's in college 
and he's sounding like a, a, a real man right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's telling me all the things that he did to get to where he is, some of the pitfalls that he had, you know, some of the things that he struggled with and some of the things that he's overcome. So they see, you know, some of the paths that they're going to be in in the next couple of years. So it's very important that they see their peer group, not alone here from, you know, 30, 40 year old guys, uh, what they're going to go through. They see somebody that they talk to when we weren't paying attention, the, the, the older guys weren't paying attention. They had their personal conversations. So that's all always important, that peer support that we get. And that's part of why we do the group mentoring, um, because that peer support, that peer, um, you know, sufficiency that they get is, is important to them as, as young men that, you know, there's no coolness in that room. You know, they mm -hmm. might be cool at school and, and leave the egos outside. <laughs> right. So it's it's we all we 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 all guys here right now. There's no girls here, there's no parents here. You can drop all the facades. We're gonna keep it, keep it 100 with you all, and 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 we want y'all to do the same. So that's our that's that's the approach we take. Obviously, as you know, I want to say this for a Sunday morning, as men. <laughs> We, we are very uh, respectful of what the parents are teaching these young men. We support that. Um, and part of, part of our responsibility as mentors in this organization is to make sure that, you know, we support the parents and what they're trying to do. And part of what they're trying to do is why they're bringing them to our, to our organization, which is to, to raise them up. I kind of touched on it earlier and I wanted to talk about it, excuse me, again, is what you just said, the parent part of this whole situation, because it is a team effort um, between the hundred black men, the student, the child and the parent. Has there ever been a situation where the parents are more or less also getting mentored by you for guidance because a lot of parents feel so lost because of all the distractions that I mentioned earlier and they're like at the end of their rope and you know do they ever go to you to reel them back in and get them back to the point where they can keep parenting absolutely um and part part of what we've been doing the last several years is we've adopted a parent group so all the parents of the mentees um and it's i'll say it's usually the moms that are involved they've gotten together to support each other um and come to us when they have you know some of those issues that you kind of described to help them reel back in and part of that which we talked about earlier is things like the parent teacher conference navigating the college application process um having higher expectations for their their kids and letting them know that you know they're going to be all right um because you know parents worry about their kids well-being their safety etc and uh, rightfully so in in today's society but we we try to help them you know come down from being super concerned because their young men are are growing up and are maturing to the point where they can make some of those decisions and and trust that what they've been taught throughout their life is going to take hold. Huh. 
How often do you guys meet at Nova? Like, what is the schedule now that the school year is back in in effect, and you have it during the school year? What is the schedule like um, for mentorship? We meet on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. sharp, and I say sharp very. Uh, <laughs> Don't be late. <laughs> Don't be late. Um, and and we we. Um, you know, we have certain other activities that we have done in the past. COVID's putting a, put a, a burden on some of that things. Like we used to do some college trips and things of that nature. So there are other activities that may fall outside of those times, but primarily we're 10 to 12, Nova Southeastern. Um, and we're typically in the DeSantis building on campus, which is their business school. And how do they register? Parents that are listening, want their child involved or get more information, where should they go? They can email me directly at president. Oh, you give, you're giving the VIP president of the Fort Lauderdale chapter of the 100 Black Men of America's email? This is like important. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> Put the horns on that for me. Get some sound effects for me. <laughs> <laughs> So where yeah. should they go? President at 100, and that's numbers, 100blackmengfl.org. I'll say it one more time. President at 100. So at is AT, or at the at sign. The at sign, I'm sorry. Okay, so the president, the at sign, 100blackmengfl.org. All right, so I'm going to give that one more time so you guys can get it again. It's president, the at sign, the number 100, blackmengfl.org. If you want more information to have um, your child mentored this school year, and it's a program that whatever grade you start at from six up, you can have your child in this organization the whole time that he's in middle school, high school, and I mean... To have mentorship during these important years to keep your, your child focused, I mean, come on, you can't lose. What about if they don't live in Fort Lauderdale? Because I know there's different chapters. If they email you, can you direct them if they live in Miami-Dade or West Palm where they can go? Yes. So there is a chapter in uh, Dade County. Um, there is not one in Palm Beach. We have had a couple kids come from Palm Beach to our sessions. And they're accepted um, Yes. So okay. we, we don't we won't turn a kid away because they're not in the greater Fort Lauderdale area. So and when we say greater Fort Lauderdale, we mean the entire Broward County. Nine five four. Nine five four. Seven five four. So we we won't turn turn a kid away, but obviously it's a more difficult trek from Palm Beach to to you know Nova campus. So yes. We um we, we will have, uh, there are different organizations that we may be able to uh, direct them to. to. Yeah. Okay. And where does the 100 Black Men of Fort Lauderdale get their donate? Is it donation, like their funding? Where do you guys get the money? Is it funding, grants? Do you get donations from regular people like me? Like, how does it work? We get regular donation donations from any and all sources. We do have sponsors. Uh, for our uh, major events um, that we get, uh, 
We have uh, Verizon as a sponsor for our bike drive. We have Publix as a sponsor uh, in general for our organization. Um, and we have uh, DRT Behavior Services as a sponsor for our organization. Mm -hmm. So we have very uh, a variety of sponsors, um, but we, we offer scholarships to our graduating seniors uh, to go off to school or even trade school. It's not just a traditional four-year college. So that's it in a nutshell. There's more to it than that, but I will um, be happy to discuss that further if anybody has any questions. Yeah, so I want all of you to visit the number 100 black men gfl.org for all the information if you want to sign up your child sixth grade up um and they have scholarship programs mentorship program all the information is there and if you want to register as well you can email quentin at president at 100 that's the number blackmengfl.org quentin i just again want to thank you for all the work that you do and mentoring the young black men of south florida we appreciate you so much and thank you so much for coming and taking the time to talk to us on this sunday morning thank you for having me i appreciate your program and the just offering this platform to all the groups in, in Briar County. I think it's very, very helpful to all in the county. And it's a it's a great use of your platform. And, and obviously we've listened to you for years. So, and we will continue Aww. to do so. Thank you so much. Um, all the listeners, make sure you head over to 99jsmiami.com for all the resources that we've been discussing this morning and have a great Sunday. Your girl, Super Cindy, 99 Jams. <laughs>